0: Hey, hey, good evening. What is up, people? It is episode 12 of the Wulong Talks podcast. My name is Jason. Hope you're all are doing fine today. Um, it's good to be back, man. It's been a little while since we've done one of these. So, yeah, we're all feeling good tonight, I believe. Um, as usual, I'm joined by my cohorts. Uh, Alvin, the big man, geek, big A, what's going on? I'm good. How's everyone? Even though you can't answer because this is a, a recording. It's all right, man. We're breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, (laughs) would be like the fifth wall, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be like a fifth wall almost. I guess, but yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, And of course, the rustling kid. Although he's quiet tonight, so yeah, he might not have that nickname for much longer. Rich kid, what's up, man?
1: That's not my nickname, and I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, happy, yeah. Welcome to the the twelfth. So what is this? Because the last I think the last anniversary we had was like the nine the nine episode mark. I, was, I know, You yeah, had yeah, that yeah. thing of like you know. We could, so this is like twelve. This is like this could be a year. Mhm.
2: Pretty
0: yeah, much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If this if these were months, this would be the you know December the thirty first, and we'd be going into twenty seventeen or twenty twenty or whatever age you want to pick. Um. So yeah, this, this is the This is a milestone. This is this is it's a landmark. Twelve issues. Yeah. Pretty yeah, 12 issues. Some, co- some comics don't even make it to 12 issues, man. Fuck that shit. So, yeah, well done, lads. Well, pat on the mm, back to all you? of us. <laughs> collective pat on the black. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Did, did you just say collective pat on the black? Or on the yeah. back? <laughs> yeah, on the black. <laughs> oh, on the, oh, on the black back. Okay. Yeah, okay,
0: cool. back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope everybody is all good this evening. Um, as you can tell, we're, we're kind of having fun tonight. Um, we've enjoyed ourselves. As we should do when we do these kind of things. Um, Hope you all have been very good. Those of you who are listening to us live on YouTube, what's up, what's up, big yourselves up. Uh, And those of you who are listening to the recording the next day, well, what's up to you too, man. Uh, It's been a while, as I said, since we've been on. Um, I've been (coughs) away for a little while, so let's find out what everybody's been doing, man. Um, Alvin, how have you been? What have you been doing? Have you been doing anything geeky, interesting? Um, or just up in Manchester playing with yourself. <laughs> a bit of both, really. To be
3: honest, um, <laughs>
0: there's
3: not not been a lot. For some reason, every time when you ask that question, I completely entirely forget. I think it's because I watch a lot of the same things, but like I just save that information for when we're actually talking about things instead of saying it. So it makes it sound like I've done nothing, but I'm actually been doing other things. Cool. Aside from touching stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every normal person does and There's nothing wrong with it.
0: <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Rich, what have you been up to, mate? Anything fun? Uh,
1: just been catching up, really. A couple of TV shows, a couple of films, a uh, couple of computer games. Shout out to my boy St. George uh, for hooking me up for Final Fantasy 15, but we'll touch upon that later on in the show um but just the same old I, th- I think we're getting old i think we're getting old boys like we're getting old man like when you you know like i remember like being young and they'd be like hey what have you been up to it's like yeah man i went to this girl's house and i went to this bar and i went to this club and i woke up one day and i had one shoe and i didn't know what happened and i had a tattoo And like now it's just like what have you been up to yeah yeah nothing man like the cold, it's cold outside. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> I thought, like, what day is it? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just the same all for me, really. I mean, like I said, but we'll touch upon those things um, later on down in the show. Cool, but cool, Nothing major, nothing major to announce though.
0: Cool, fair enough. Well, listeners, as you may or may not know, those of you following me on social media, um, I went away on holiday, as I mentioned on the last podcast. Um, and uh, went to Thailand and had an amazing time while I was there. Um, we stayed in two different parts of the country, so we actually stayed in Phuket, down in the south, which is a, a little island resort, and then we stayed in Bangkok in the capital. Um, Phuket was uh, everything you could imagine of a, of a tropical paradise. It literally was that it was you know beautiful beaches everywhere, um, cheap food, really good beer. Um, lots to, to drink, lots to see, lots to do. Um, I went to a couple of Ladyboy shows, which was uh, actually <laughs> awesome. Really, really fun. Like, you know, the the Ladyboys certainly know how to entertain folks. Um, not in that way, but, you know, in terms of putting on a show, they know what they're doing. Um, but that was really, really enjoyable. Um, and then we spent part of our time in Bangkok, which was, yeah... <laughs> I mean Bangkok's nice. I like it it has its appeal in terms of that it's you know, it's a city, it's vibrant, it's got that kind of city vibe to it. And um, you know, we stayed in a, a hotel which was pretty plush and um we were actually staying quite high up and we had a really good view of the, the cityscape of Bangkok. So mornings when I'd wake up and look out the window and imagine I was, you know, the bad guy in a Asian action movie and, all that was missing was, you know, a glass of cognac in my hand and <laughs> concubines. But um, it was really, really nice in that regard, but it's seedy as hell. Like, if you've ever seen that movie Bangkok Dangerous, and I'm not talking about the Nicolas Cage version, I'm talking about the original one. Um, yeah, Bangkok's like that, pretty much. Um, there was one point where uh, we went out for for evening, uh, in the evening, myself and, and the missus for dinner. And um we decided to take a walk through the red light district as you do. Um, And, you know, I've been to quite a few red light districts in my time and I've been to to different places and, you know, there's always a kind of like a a cheeky vibe to a red light district wherever you go, you can kind of walk through there with a bit of a wink and a nod. And, you know, everybody's like, Oh, this is a bit saucy in that kind of British British way that we have of doing things. But, with Bangkok, it was just like, wow, this is like biblical Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, for those of you listening who, who know your Bible. Um, yeah, if you can picture Sodom and Gomorrah in your head, that's Bangkok. And like literally, we, we, it was just <laughs> an absolute assault of, of filth. There was people selling dildos right outside the tube station, uh, along with Cialis and Viagra. Um, You know, there were prostitutes literally on every corner. There was one area we went to where literally um, my missus was the only woman who wasn't a prostitute. (laughs) Like, every other woman was a prostitute. Um, There were some street vendors who were selling food. And literally around the corner from where they were selling food, we saw a gang of rats. Now, these rats, I mean, I call them rats. They look more like Master Splinter and three of his brothers. Because they were that big, I can't. I, you know, I literally was expecting the turtles to pop up at some point and, <laughs> and come out of a sewer somewhere. It was grim, to say the least. But yeah, <laughs> that was that. That was um, a bit of a shocker. But uh, Bangkok was was beautiful. But I'm fully rested, and um, it seems like there's been so much going on since I've been gone. It's like it's crazy. I mean. We're three weeks away, well, less than three weeks away. What am I talking about? I mean, it's, it's what is it, a week now until Rogue One? basically. Yeah, right?
3: week. I would have seen it by oh,
0: this time next week already. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a week away, to, which is crazy. Like, I can't believe that. Um, you know, it seems just the other day that I watched the, the original you know, teaser trailer when it came out, and now it's here. So we're going to get into Rogue One. But um, first of all, let's talk a little bit about uh, Doctor Strange, because we haven't really had the opportunity to talk about that yet. And um, we, <laughs> we were supposed to do a, a podcast on Doctor Strange, but unfortunately we weren't able to get around to doing that, listeners, sorry. But um, we we'll <coughs> do need to kind of have a conversation about it because it's been um, quite successful at the box office, as we've seen, and people are really digging the movie and, and definitely learning a lot about the character as well. So, um, guys, quickly, just with regards to Doctor Strange... Um, What did you make of the movie? Did you enjoy it? Um, Was there anything that that kind of stood out for you? And What would you give the movie as a a mark out of 10? Um, Alvin, you can go first. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah,
3: overall I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I liked the fact that it was kind of more standalone than your average Marvel movie um, just because it was... dealing with something completely different that we've not we've kind of seen, I suppose, like with like the Thor movies a little bit, but I only hinted at possibilities. Whereas this goes like really deep into it and it and it focused pretty much wholly on that, which was great. Wicked visuals from like Tilda Swinton and Chouette Legia four and Benedict Cumberbatch as well. And yeah, everyone in it was more than competent and there was some like I said, wicked things that we've not seen before. Like all the time stuff and whatnot and all the visuals were just fucking insane and really cool to see in 3d i really enjoyed seeing it in 3d uh and yeah i mean it's a solid just solid all around really to be honest uh, like i didn't have i can't even really think of any real problems i'd have to nitpick to come up with
0: issues that i had with it cool cool richard did you want to add anything on top
2: of
1: that <clears throat> yeah yeah like i said same thing i been said um visually it's just just amazing i, I can imagine like this is um the closest you can get to experiencing LSD without taking LSD visually before your eyes, like some of the bit when he's going through the different dimensions, was just amazing. Literally just amazing. Um, it just reminded me of what I expected in, in Inception or what, basically what Inception promised me. I, you know, and I didn't get, I got it from, you know, certain scenes in, in Doctor Strange, like, you know, the, the world bending and worlds going in and at each other and, Pocket dimensions inside, you know, dimensions inside dimensions. I mean, that was just awesome. Um, the, the film as a whole was really good. I have to admit, I did do like a 60-second review of it, uh, and that was done when I finished coming out from seeing it, and I was a bit hyped up, so I did get a bit, give it a bit of a high mark. But then, in retrospect, when I do look back at it, and this is after talking to other people as well, they did point out a few things that, that a few flaws with the film, which weren't bad flaws, so to speak, but they were flaws nevertheless. And also I did change my score from a nine to, let's say, like a seven. But, uh, you know, like I said, we, you know, we can talk about that after everyone's given their own little brief thing and can, you know, chime in a little bit as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears> no, <throat> I mean, I think, I think we'll probably do like a retrospective podcast on it, I guess, um, mm. because it is worth uh, talking about, I think. So, um, yeah, we can definitely go into some details with, with that in a, in a future pod. Um, for for me personally, I overall kind of enjoyed it. Um, I did love the the visuals. Um, the visuals effects again were amazing. The world building aspects again were amazing. Um, Bendit Cumberbatch is, is very very good as Doctor Strange. He was really solid. Um, the character I loved the most was Mordo. Was um, Chiwetel Ejiofor's character. Um, Mordo to me is really like the big draw for any sequel that. that they are going to do, um, you know. I really want to know like where they go with him, especially with with the end credit sequence that that they added on there as well. Um, but as I said, we we will do a, a retrospective podcast on that, I think, because it, it's quite a lot to discuss with Doctor Strange. So we'll get to that. <clears throat> but yeah, man. Well, boy, it's we're, we're not far off from Christmas, as you know, listeners. It's the festive season, and that means that there are going to be lots of Moody Studios out there who are uh, vying for your attention uh, for all their big movie projects that are coming out next year. Um, So, as a result of that, we've had like bucket loads of trailers come out in this week alone. Um, perhaps the biggest one of them all for the three of us is uh, going to be the Spider-Man homecoming trailer, which unfortunately because of time of recording and the fact that we're stuck in old blighty means that we're not going to be able to see it until tomorrow. So um, we may have to do a, a podcast next week maybe and then react to that. Um, what do you think? <clears throat> I'm done for that. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can do that. We can do a podcast um, next week when it comes out and, and give it a proper – going over. But um, yeah, we're all pretty much excited, I think, is fair to say. Um, So yeah, we're looking forward to that one. So we'll go over Spider-Man when when that comes out. But yeah, I said, there's been like a plethora of trailers that have have come out um, over the past couple of days. So let's get into it. Um, First up, we got the brand new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer. Um, this is a sequel, of course, to the successful Guardians of the Galaxy movie that came out uh, a few years ago, um, and the trailer, for me, looks absolutely brilliant. Um, I loved every minute of it it looks like it 's got all the same humor that the original movie had, um, plus it looks it just looks spectacular visually as well. Um, some of the scenes that that are included in the trailer are just breathtaking, and we only get like short glimpses of them so. Um, I can imagine when the, the completed film is out, it's really going to, you know, knock people's socks off in terms of what it does visually. Um, now, guys, what did you make of The Trader, man? Because as uh, I said, I've, like, really sold on this. So i let you guys have a say. Um, Rich, did you enjoy The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Trader?
1: Yeah, I loved it. <clears throat> I, I, I like, really, really loved it. Uh, and the thing that I enjoyed about it is that the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, I mean aside from the trailers that were awesome in itself like i remember when when we saw the trailers we were saying that the trailers for guns of the galaxy were better than certain films that, that you know that had come out like mm-hmm. you know just those alone and then you see the film and then you're blown away and that's not even talking about the soundtrack but um with this second trailer they just feel so much at ease it just it literally just felt like you know like just just you know you know when you haven't seen like an old friend for some time And then you go and visit them like there's no need for any formal introduction like we get thrown into it we see peter quill he's doing his thing and it's like there's nothing out of out of sync there it's it's almost like you know like like the 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 last one hasn't even ended it's just a nice continuation that's what i like about it and um and i was saying to somebody that, that i work with that this if they're not careful I mean, as much as we love the Avengers, and you know, and you know, and and all of the other Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, if it continues on this on on this path, it could very well be like one of the the major draws, if not the major draw, for the Marvel universe. I mean, obviously, or for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously, the Avengers are going to have the big guns, like you know, for Captain America, Thor, and you know, whatever. But for a team that was pretty much not really known a couple of years ago, unless you were a comic book fan. It's, it's got people's chins wagging, people that weren't into this type of genre. This, is, this film alone, or the first film alone, has, has really, really got them like, hooked into it. So, um, I mean, the trailer was, I, I loved it. Like um, The whole thing of Drax just being Drax and Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon just being Rocket Raccoon, it, it ticked every single box for me, man. The, once again, the music, the, the soundtrack for the trailer was, was amazing as well.
0: Mm, yeah, it's it's interesting that you um, said that uh, the person you were talking to was saying that you know they feel it might become the main thing for the MCU because it seems to me like quietly they've kind of positioned Guardians of the Galaxy as, as like their their major um, brand almost for, mm. for the MCU um, because you you tend to see like James Gunn quite prevalently. Um, within any kind of marketing for Marvel Studios now. Yeah. Um, you know, the Guardians film, as I said, was was a massive box office success, more than than anybody really kind of predicted it, it could have done. Um, and for a lot of people who don't know anything about Marvel and Marvel Comics and the uh, MCU and anything like that, that uh, Guardians is their film. It's the one that they find the most accessible, it's the one that, that appeals to them the most. So. Yeah, I think you're right. You can definitely see that, um, you know, it's starting to become like the the linchpin of the universal almost that might change when Spider-Man comes out. But, Mm. um, you know, for now, certainly, I think it's it's definitely very much up there um, in terms of the the public consciousness and in terms of, um, you know, the the audio audience going uh, public as well. It's very much up there in terms of uh, of the, the film that they're looking forward to the most. Um, Alf, what stood out for you in the trailer?
3: Well, I mean, it's everything that you loved about the first film that you're being reminded of. Not that you needed reminding of it, but that's what was kind of great about it. It, Even though you didn't need reminding of it, it reminded you of everything that you liked about it and just said, look, these elements are here again. Obviously, it's going to be a different story. Really change with these characters, these people interacting with each other is probably what's the most important thing about it. And I always say it's kind of like, for me, like Guardians was like the A-team in space. Yes. Yeah. This ragtag group of very distinct, everyone's totally different. And they're all kind of on the same mission or on the same team, you know. And the, they are kind of like best friends, really. They've got each other's backs, but they're dysfunctional, you know what I mean? So that's what's brilliant about it. It's like the characters have created their own family and, you know, real families don't, don't get on 100%, and everyone's got their quirks and all that. So it was great for character as well as
0: action, and that's what stood out for it for me. Mm, mm. Yeah, for sure. So definitely, I mean, it, it's out uh, May next year, isn't it? Mm.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, we'll probably yeah. get it a week earlier, though. I'm guessing. That oh, yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> so, yeah, for all you Americans who are listening, uh, <laughs> but we're going to probably get it early um, because Marvel love us more than they love you. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, so roll on May next year is all I can say because uh, that definitely looks like it's one to watch. Cool. And then we got, like, quite a few trailers. I, one thing I noticed with a lot of the trailers um, this week is been that there's a lot of like kind of reboots and soft reboots or full reboots or or remakes without remakes of uh different properties now i know this is an ongoing thing with with hollywood it's something they've been doing for the last you know sort of six seven years but it just seemed weird to me that there wasn't really a lot of traders for like original productions that, that came out this week it was all kind of stuff that that's that's older properties but Anyway, we move on. Uh, The next trailer that I noticed that we'll talk about is the trailer for The Mummy. Um, Now, this is Universal's attempt to kind of reboot, speaking of reboots, um, to reboot another franchise. Uh, The Mummy franchise is is something they've had for a long, long time, I think. Um, A lot of people will probably be more familiar with The Mummy movie that came out uh, a few years ago with Brendan Fraser and Arnav is uh, the, the mummy is Imhotep, I think they called him. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the people, you know, the, the audience nowadays will be kind of familiar with that, really. Um, but, yeah, this this trailer, it was intriguing, I think, <laughs> is, is the word I would use to describe it. Um, Alvin, I know you had some pretty strong feelings about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's not that there were strong feelings. It was
3: more just that. This fucking trailer for me, like I like being given snippets of things, like little bits from mainly the first and second acts, and maybe, maybe show one money shot from like the third act, no more than that. But don't give any freaking plot points away or anything. Whereas this pretty much showed me the whole exposition of kind of what happens before, obviously the mummy like, kind of appears out the sarcophagus and starts wreaking havoc. And I've I reckon I've guessed as to wh- how exactly this film goes with a really important like plot point i mean there's the bit that they showed in the trailer where he wakes up on the in the morgue i was just kind of like from that moment i was like okay firstly he shouldn't have shown us that secondly i think i've kind of guessed as to how this will play out and i'm pretty sure that and i don't know if i mentioned it to you guys in that chat that we're in but i'm pretty sure i know exactly how this movie is going to play out because of that trailer and not only that the movie just seems uninspired to me anyway. It's Tom Cruise running away from things. We always see Tom Cruise running away from things. It, it, you know what? To be honest, if you put the mission impossible music to this trailer and you say it was the next mission impossible, I'd believe you because it doesn't look any different. There's nothing new here
0: personally. That's what I think anyway from the trailer. Okay. Well, um, I mean, for me, I was, as I said, I'm kind of intrigued by it because it, it does, it does feel different to me. I, uh, I kind of struggle to explain why. Uh, maybe it's something to do with the visual effects, but it, it does feel different. Um, it, it doesn't feel like they're, they're kind of trying to just retread the old ground from from previous adaptations and, and things like that. It does feel like they're trying to kind of, you know, go into a, a different mode. So um, I think it's, it's you know, I, I think it's all right. I mean, yeah, the Tom Cruise running... we all know it's (laughs) Tom Cruise runs from stuff that's that's what he does but he does it better than anybody else in Hollywood so you know why not let him do his thing um but yeah I mean I I thought it was quite intriguing I like some of the visual effects and it's got Sofia Botello in it who's awesome as far as I'm concerned um so yeah you know I'm willing to give it a shot really but um Richard what did you think man
1: I, I loved it I like, no, I'm, a lie. I'm slightly exaggerating. You know, I can be a bit hyped up sometimes. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't see any fault with it. Um, I do see what you're saying, Arvin, where, you know, there might be like a couple of plot points that they've kind of released in there. Like the bit when he wakes up in the morgue, like he's in somewhere going to be tied to like the mummy and he's like he's like an undead warrior that's going to have to fight against the mummy. He could be going down that path. That's kind of what I saw. Um, the whole thing with, you know, Tom Cruise running. Listen. If they make, if Tom Cruise makes in a film, makes a film and he doesn't run, then don't make it, don't release it. Like, he, like, like Jason said, he does it well. If Tom Cruise made a sequel to My Left Foot, where he played the Christie guy, yeah, that 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 um, Daniel Day Lewis played, and Tom Cruise is in a wheelchair, I don't give a flying f. At some point in that film, he needs to get out of the wheelchair and run, because he does it well. I don't care. Simple, yeah. So you that run with, uh, uh, with a yeah, giant yeah, dust
0: cloud behind. Yeah,
1: him. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like the fact that, I mean, from what I gathered here, that there seems to be a bit of a more human element to Tom Cruise. Hmm. As in, like, like, the past few films that he's done, he's... I mean, I, I mean, I know there's quite a few people who aren't Tom Cruise fans out there. I, I, generally would, I would generally have an, an ongoing debate with someone to say that right now, in Hollywood right now, Tom Cruise is probably one of the best action stars that we've got I'm not saying that he's maybe done some of the best stunts and, you know, if you compare him to people like Jackie and things like that, as in Jackie Chan, that is. But for consistency and for the amount of years that he's been doing it and for some of the stunts that that he's been doing and for his age, he's still pulling out the stops. So the last few films that he's done, he's still stuck in this, like, you know, like you said, this whole kind of Mission Impossible, I'm Tom Cruise, I don't feel any pain type of mode. But you did get snippets in the trailer where you see fear on his face. And not knowing what he's facing, and the bit where the plane is kind of like rumbling, did I just? Hello, hello. Did, did, am I still there?
2: Yeah. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yeah, we can. You're live yeah. on YouTube, man. What's up?
2: Oh, sorry, but you know what is? I I didn't see the invite literally of uh, on the Hangouts. I tried to message you guys for the uh, for the messaging thing.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. No problem at all. No problem at all. Welcome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks, hey, hey, what 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 you do is this? what do you do what do you do there's another voice what do you do is this because <laughs> I was like I was like, oh, I was like okay I was like I thought because I was waiting for you guys I thought okay cool let me just wait because I've never used this I've never u- I've always used Skype I've never used um, what do you call it I've never used the hangout it's my first time actually using it
1: yeah so okay cool cool okay. so it's so a black man time yeah is that what you're trying to say <laughs> yeah, trying, yeah, trying to cover yeah, up yeah alright alright all right, cool <laughs>
0: Well, listen, I mean, you're here, so um, yeah. why don't you're you welcome. introduce yourself and um, okay. let everybody know who you are, man?
2: Uh, well, my name is Osama. I go by the name of Two British Nerds, um, which is like a, it's a podcasting community pop culture brand that I've really gone into uh, building within the last seven months, and I go by the name of DJ Savo because I DJ as well. So um, I've got a love for pop culture entertainment, I guess, in all forms and sizes. I love to talk. I'm a big Marvel fan because I grew, around, I grew up around, uh, yeah, I grew up around Marvel literally when I was, uh, when I was a kid. So I'm just, uh, I just love to just really, really just get into things, really. But I'm a big just like pop culture fan. I love how the whole scene has changed drastically from like back in the last, i say, five years. It's blown up completely. So um, that's basically me, really. I'm just, I, just, I just love the whole, the whole pop culture thing, really.
0: Cool, cool. Thank yeah, you, man.
2: Yeah, thanks for joining yeah.
0: us. Oh, cool. Thank you. So yeah, you you just arrived at a point where we were talking about um the trailer for the mummy. I don't know if you saw it. Ah, that was dread. <laughs> okay.
1: You know, you Alvin, know? It, it, it looks yeah, like So I'm
2: always,
3: I'm always <laughs> in the anyway, so don't even matter. Ah, you know what
2: it's for me, it's yeah, like cool. it's it's one. Watching that trailer was basically—it was like watching a trailer for Mission Impossible. Um, That's what my problem is with it. And why does get that? And I question. It says, and the the, the thing that really—it's just the same thing. It's like when you go to the mummies, when you go, when you trace it back to ancient Egypt, you know they were all black. Hmm. So again, I get—I'm getting another movie with people of color being whitewashed and they're taking heritage culture and deities, you know, ancestral deities, and people's, you know, just people's lives, and they're just whitewashing it um, once again. So I was like, oh, man, not, not again. I mean, like, not again. I won't be watching it, you know. I watched... Um, it was funny. I got into the whole, like, the whole... Because I, I, I love my books. I love, I love, I love metaphysics. Um, I love the ancient sciences. I, I do a lot of reading and studying, and I got into it by watching a mummy, one... Um, and then I, it opened up a whole portal for me. But when I realised the people that I was dealing with and the community and the black culture and how it's been distorted and stuff, it's like when I see traders like, like the mummy, I'm like, Nah, man, they're not then Like, come on, man, give me a give me a person of colour at least, <laughs> you know? So going to, like, and uh, one thing I'm am looking forward to is the Black Panther because they've 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 confirmed that 90% of the cast members I believe are going to be all black. Mm. Which makes sense. So, as for the mummy trailer, I was like, nah, I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't, I wasn't, I was not a fan of the Transformers trailer as well. I was like, I, I can't, I'm, I'm done with Transformers, man.
0: <laughs> well, well, hold your horses on that one. We're getting to that. Don't worry. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, we're getting, um, yeah, we, we're getting yeah. to
0: Transformers, don't yeah. you? Yeah.
2: Know. <laughs> the whole mummy thing, it looked like it was just, um, it, ha- it didn't have any substance or or even, like, on on the physical level, it, it actually being, like, a movie revol- revolved around, like, um, ancient societies or any residue of, like, it having any connection. It just seems like it's just another... Um, it's just another... It's, it's just another reboot, you know? Mm. Like, I've, you know, sometimes I think, will they reboot, like, the Marvel and DC universe within the next 50 years and do this all over again? Like, it's 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 going to be insane, but um, yeah, I wasn't, I was not a fan of it whatsoever, man. Cool, cool, fair enough, fair
0: enough. Um, Richard, sorry, you were, before um, Sava just joined us, you were making a point about uh, Tom Cruise?
1: Oh yeah, no, basically it was this whole thing about, he he felt a bit more human in this one, or more human as as Tom Cruise can be, as compared to, let's say, like the other films that he's been in, which would be probably the last few films where he just played, like, you know, the super spy who saves the world. So I did like that aspect of it, where, like, he generally, like I said, like, he generally felt, like, would, from the feeling from it, he felt as if he was facing something that is not just going to be a walk in a park for him to do, for him to, do, you know, to, for him to defeat. Whereas, like, with that whole, you know, Mission Impossible thing, you know he's going to pull it off, and you know he's going to pull it off by doing this or by doing that. But um, with this one, I get the feeling of a... Uh, he's gone back into the territory of like the edge of tomorrow where he is going to be facing something a lot bigger than him and it's gonna you know take you know kind of strip the, the main hero back to basics and you're hopefully going to see this person get built up but in saying that this is only a teaser trailer so you know that they, it is what it is uh for sophie butella the lady who's playing the mummy yeah i do understand what you're saying about you know you know maybe cast somebody black but She's Algerian, man. That's that's good enough. We're we're making we're making steps forward, man. So I, I think oh. that that can be that can be a good step. Man.
2: She's Algerian. Yeah, that's that's where I'm from, boy. <laughs> oh yeah, <so> today. The... <laughs> yeah, people exactly, man. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I mean, so yeah, nice, nah, cool, man. That's that's, um, that's that's interesting, right? It's like it's interesting still. I guess they're still sticking it to North Africa in a way. Yeah I, have, yeah, I don't know. It just looks so serious, man. I'm just you know because I guess when mm. you watch the first, I guess when you watch the first couple of movies, you don't really like like the Mummy one, Mummy Two was and yeah. like all that. But it's just, I don't know. It just like it seems like it was like a Mission Impossible movie. Like the whole, the whole thing. I was like, yeah, this this is like this is playing like Tom Cruise like in, implementing some form of mission uh, Mission Impossible. But I like him as an yeah. actor. I just don't know if, if he's if he's for me. It'll be different because I've never seen him put like. In a role like this I mean The, the last time I saw him yeah. Was The Last Summer And I thought That movie was uh, I mean It had had it To a certain extent Which was cool But um, I'll, 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 I'll give it a go Because um, I didn't know It was um, um, a, a friggin uh, Teaser trailer I'm just I'm just gassed on Staying up to watch The Spider-Man trailer When that comes out To my right? Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah <laughs> but what the, what
1: the thing is it, Yeah But well, the thing is uh, like When you're talking about The Mummy I, I do understand What you're saying Like Yeah about the whole, the whole feel of it. Because if there's one thing I will say about the original Mummy film, which you which did bring up earlier, which starred Brendan Fraser, Arnold Boslow, and um, Rachel Weiss and John Hanna, um, uh, I think those were fil- well, the first two, the, the third film was a total pile of nonsense. But the <laughs> yeah. first two films are probably the closest thing that we have for this generation of, um, of let's say, like, uh, uh, of Indiana Jones. They were perfectly cast script-wise in everything. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying it, and like, you know, some people could argue, but then, you know, you look at, you watch The Mummy 1 and you watch The Mummy 2, that the right balance of like characterization and action is what we had in the original Indiana Jones. And then you get something like the, the Kingdom of the Christmas Skull, which came out like years later. And you're like, what the hell was that? Like yeah. The Mummy did that bit, You know, the, the first two Mummy films did that bit, and you. You could have just... T- basically taken that format and just used mm. it for this film instead of getting, like, Sheila Booth swinging through the trees of CGI monkeys, <laughs> you, know, and, and, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I'm... But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Karen, sorry? No, no,
2: I was, was going to say, I'm just happy that, because, um, mm. you know, everyone thought he was going to be cast for the next Indiana Jones movie, and even though Harrison Ford is, you know, he's way old, but at least he's still um, doing the next one. I actually like, you know, I, one thing I liked about the last Indiana Jones movie... It felt like they tried to keep it. I guess to the originals of having like less um, effects and stuff, like mm. CGI and stuff. I think the only CGI I saw was like right at the end when I think that UFO was flying out of the um, the temple. But it was um, it was it was cool, man. But um, yeah, I totally agree with you regarding the Mummy movies. It, it, like they did have that substance of you know catering to the Indiana Jones because it had like the felt of magic. Um, you saw yeah. like uh, Kemet, you saw Egypt. I mean, you it was it was It was a very, very fun movie, and I feel sometimes with these reboots they make them very very um i don't know like sometimes they're just so uh, darkish I think that the the uh, I was gonna say mission impossible sorry, uh, the mummy reboot it just seems like it has a very very darkish tone but then I understand because they're catering for two thousand and sixteen and not you know ten to fifteen yeah. years ago, which I totally understand but um, mm. I just feel um, as long as they keep i guess some some sort of substance to uh, the um the the originals it should be it should be fine um yeah yeah but uh yeah like i said I'll, I'll give it i'll see what the next trailer is uh is basically gonna gonna say i guess for the mummy mm. yeah
0: cool cool fair enough Fair enough. well let's wrap up the the mummy there Alfie, didn't want to add anything else did you
3: Nah, i, I already said my bit i'm not into it <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah same, same as me man i can't i, I can't I can't do these reboots, man. I, <laughs> it's just what makes it worse is that like sometimes they don't even continue. Like you know, the Ghostbusters. I didn't even watch that. I was like, nope, no, no, no. Oh. no. <laughs> man, man. It's oh, the whole, it. it's, it's the, it's the whole of the like you know they recast characters and like I know like with Ocean 13s they're doing a whole female cast. Ghostbusters a whole female cast. Like I understand you know you know p- women. They wanna have, I guess, more roles in movies, Like it caters for basically I guess the, the you know, the women out there. But then on the flip side, you got all these crazy feminists that are spewing their garbage into the movies and making just just trashing the whole I mean, they're trashing the movies, man. Like um <laughs> like when I when I see them, but um it is it's just the, the whole reboot thing for me, it's just um it's getting out of control. Mm. Like Well, that's um, a
0: that's a whole next like
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's not an
0: entire podcast of that, <laughs> yeah. that is, a, believe me, that's, that's a whole big issue that, that needs to be unpacked But yeah, we'll get to that So let's move on um, So yeah, I, as you mentioned it earlier, Salvo We're going to talk about Transformers the last night As much as it pains me to do that <laughs> um, The reason why it pains me, as you listeners will know Is because I love Transformers um, You know, Transformers is one of my favourite things it was one of the um, franchises that I loved the most growing up as a kid. Um, and, you know, basically the film adaptations have been nothing close to, to what the the original animated series captured and what the original Marvel Comics run captured and to a certain extent what the IDW uh, Comics run has been doing as well. It's, there's nothing there um, at all. There's no substance to it. Um, So we got a new trailer for a new film, Transformers The Last Night, and um, yeah, it basically looks like more of the same stuff again. Uh, (laughs) I got into a bit of an exchange of words with somebody because um, they felt that I was being quite unfair and (laughs) that I was, um, that these movies are, are made for a mass audience, and their popcorn movies, and I shouldn't be judging it to such high standards. Um, To which my response was, well, you know, if basic storytelling is considered high standards, then our society has fallen pretty bloody far. But, um, yeah, for this new trailer, they look like they are doing yet another kind of soft reboot on that universe. Um, from the trailer, from what I could tell, it looked like they're kind of going into the realm of alternate universes. Um, I think that might be because of there was the um, the scene featuring the Nazi flags outside of um, what looked like some type of British palace or something like that. Um, so there was that scene and there was a the scene with that um, looks like it's set in medieval England. Um, I've heard rumours online that apparently this story features Merlin and, um, you know, the Knights of the Round Table and um, mythical swords like Excalibur and so on. Um, Guys, what did you make of the trailer, Um, Rich? What did you think of it?
1: Uh, Wasn't a big fan. Um, I haven't seen, I know, I'm actually proud to say that I haven't seen any of the Transformers films in the cinema. I'm proud of that that actually that actually doesn't get a gold medal for that. I think, <laughs> um, and this trailer is literally just reminded me why. It's is that is actually quite sad. And that person who said that, you know, the whole thing that is it, about appealing to you know to a wider audience that to a certain degree. There's a certain element of truth, but you know what? But uh, be fair and try and stick to some form of source material when doing something. Like you know, like don't treat us like. Hold on to a second. Hello, Luke. I'm not sleeping. I'm on the phone. Sorry, my boy's just walked in. Say hello quickly.
2: Hi. Hello, Uncle Jason. Hello, Luca. Hi. I'm watching Lego Batman. Say
0: you watching Lego Batman. Oh, awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Doggails. Okay,
1: so bye-bye. Say
2: see you later. See you later. Bye-bye, Luca.
1: Okay, Luca. No, 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 that's mine. Go, go next. go Where, Why are you up here, dude? I'm on, I'm live on air. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, so The the trailer was a bit. It, it was it was just the same thing. It was just Michael Bay. Just hey, let's blow up, let's blow things up for fun, and let's make these robots, like, big and have no character. Let's give Mark Wahlberg a mullet and <laughs> pretend he's a scientist no you're not you're marky <laughs> mark
0: like you
1: know get, don't get me wrong he's done some really good roles but i'm not going to take you seriously saying so anyway, that you can make things i don't believe it and um here you go and uh so yeah i just, I just it, it was i watched it and i was just like hmm. like 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 i know i won't be seeing it in a cinema hmm. like and, and the thing is and it's one of the things where i i can basically go off off the premise of saying this is the same person who did the first, what, four movies? Is this Transformers 5 or Transformers 4? Five. Transformers. Yeah. This is number four. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this is the first person who made the first four movies and nothing has changed. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm wasting my time. Like, like I, I don't want to talk about it. It's just, it's like, I think it's just money being wasted on, on, on a franchise which, you know, which for some reason continues to make ridiculous amounts of money.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it, it just... I don't know. I'm finding it hard to get excited. Alvin, try and add some excitement, please, for the listeners. No, nope. nope, not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay.
3: no, because like the, my problem with Transform is... I saw the first one in cinemas, right? I was quite excited. I was looking forward to it. I thought it looked cool. Went to see it. There was one or two stupid things that I didn't like, but overall, I pretty much like it. I do occasionally watch that movie. You know, then I went to see the second one, and it was kind of like, uh, eh, there's some cool shit in there, but the fucking story doesn't make sense hopefully they'll do better next time went to see the third one and that's where i was like no I'm, I'm literally done you fucked me twice i'm not it's not happening again so when i saw this trailer i thought okay yeah yeah you know it, it feels it feels like it would be good or could be but i know that's not that's not going to be the case because i've seen every single transformers movie so i know that it's not it's going to be overly long it's going to be about almost three hours an hour of that is going to be the freaking setup for a really simple fucking premise anyway and it's just going to be people in it for the sake of it and it'll just drag on and it'll drag on for ages and then there'll be about 45 minutes of action at the end but it'll be too much to take all at once and it's just going to be an incoherent mess just like the last one and no no for me i'll probably check it out like online maybe at some point or like the blu-ray or whatever but i'm not i'm not excited for it i'm not going to be tricked by it anymore that shit that you're saying about merlin if that's true that sounds fucking dumb
2: i don't <laughs> see why it, if it's
3: if it's an alternate universe because I, I heard that it was like the reason why nazis are in it is just because obviously transformers have been here for fucking ages and maybe transform um decepticons were helping out nazis and some shit like that i don't know but i just i've just got no time for it anymore i can't be tricked i'm not gonna be tricked you always tricked me twice you know what I mean? Because I had a faith in you. Know, I'm not going to be a monk again and get tripped by it. Not, not going to happen, no. So, it, it was well cut, I'm not going to lie, and Michael Bay doesn't know how to film fucking action. He's great at that. But story-wise, Transformers has been whacked since the first one, in my opinion, anyway.
0: Yeah, here, here, he, here. I mean, um, the same as you. I, I went along, ex- I bought a ticket, and I got on the train for that first movie. I got right on it, and I was hyped about it, and I watched it, and I liked it, you know, and like you, I still kind of like it. There, there are um, there are problems with that first movie, but you know, all in all, I do enjoy it. But the second one just kind of killed it for me. I was just, I just mm. thought, what the hell is going on here? And just, oh, it was a mess. <laughs> it just was a real mess. So um, yeah, for me, I think. From all three of us. Unfortunately, we've lost Sava at the moment, listeners. Um, I've been trying to get back, but I'm not sure what is going on, so we're going to have to soldier on, unfortunately. But from the three of us, you can take it that Transformers The Last Night is a big no no, and we do not recommend that. <laughs> so that's not happening. Okay, and then the next trader was one that came out just today, actually, while we were. Busy in work, which was the Baywatch trailer. Now, this is another one that made a strong impression on you, Alvin. <laughs> so you now I'm going to come to you. <laughs> okay.
3: okay. Right. Well, I used to watch Baywatch back in the day. Like, well, oh, sorry, you're still talking. Go on.
0: No, no, you can go ahead, man. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, all right. Yeah, so you, obviously like, everyone used to watch Baywatch back in the day and that. But I, haven't, I, I literally think it's like, this is no disrespect to anyone involved in the project. I can kind of see why they've done it, because obviously, you know, 22 Jump Street, and it is that kind of vibe that they're, they're trying to go for. But I, j- I literally just don't see the point. I don't know what it's going to offer it to me. It's not that it's, it's not even going to be funny. It's just like, I'm just like, what's the point? This and why, you know what I mean? Is it just to do something with the property? Certainly not nostalgia. You know what I mean? So I, I don't understand this too, too. what it is. Yeah. The rock jumping off an exploding boat. Great. But what, why? It's either got that either should be funny or serious. It was neither, so I'm just kind of fucking confused, and I'm just like what's what's the point? I just don't get it. I'm just like, why 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 someone would pay to see it I don't, I, don't I, I can't see you know what I mean, but maybe what you two can enlighten me
0: um, Well, I thought it was fun, but rich, I'm going to let you respond to that and provide a rebuttal. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was I thought it was fun. Um, I think that they've, they've definitely gone down the, the, the right route of doing it a lot more tongue-in-cheek. Because as much as, like, uh, in quotations, uh, uh, Baywatch took itself seriously back in the day, they knew what they were. And, and David Hasselhoff is, is, a, is a prime example of, like, he knows what he was. Especially, like, this is a guy who came off two, one show that was Was. About... Is. Pardon? Is. Is. Yeah, is, is, he's still like no He's still around?
3: No, he's still like that now. He knows what he is, not what he was. Oh, yeah, That's so, yeah, he yeah, yeah,
1: so, yeah, he, yeah, he knows... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He know, yeah. He knows what he is. So basically, you know, being, uh, you know, coming from one show that was, uh, you know, about a talking car that could just do amazing things, and then straight into Baywatch. Um, I think this whole twenty-two Jump Street route that they're taking is is something that definitely is definitely going to work for the franchise. Um, his acting and his comedy is actually a lot better. It's actually gotten a lot better as, as he's stayed as he stayed more in the you know, in the movies and kind of veered away from wrestling. And Zac Efron, I think Zac Efron, I think he's someone who actually doesn't get a lot of, as much props as he deserves. And I think he's shown himself to be a decent actor and quite good at at comedy as well. Um, I I, I generally just didn't have any fault with it. I I thought that it was, you know, the action in it was pretty good then the comedy in it was pretty good as well. I can see where if it does make money, how it will, and if it doesn't, and if people like, like you know, like yourself, having decide to like you know, take a hammer down to it, I can see <laughs> the reason why. It's like it's, you know, it's, it's only going to uh, appeal to a certain demographic, I reckon. The same way how it, it seems like in the same vein of say, like, it seems like a film like Bad Neighbors, you know, the ones with uh, with Seth Rogan and them um, and his but I like and Bad Neighbors. You like Bad Neighbors? So how the hell you, hold on? All right, so how the hell you gonna like Bad that Neighbors? That shit was you know, funny. That's why. Yeah, and, and who was funny in it? What? Was, was 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 Zac Efron funny in it?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no,
1: no, but that no, 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 mean, no, 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 no. Don't say a little bit because yeah, you just bit. said you like it. No, no, because you say you like the film because Seth Rogen. Like he
3: said he's been out and out funny. Actually, to be honest, some of the frat people that like were living in the same house as him, some of them were funnier, had funnier lines. Yeah. He, yeah. The reason why he was a good antagonist, you know what I mean? Yeah. Seth Rogen is one of had the jokes. He was a good antagonist, though. I do give him yeah, that. But he was it was funny. Yeah. So, so what I'm
1: trying to say, so I think people that probably liked Bad Neighbours will probably we will probably like um, Baywatch as well I, I can I can see those, those same type of people going to see it
3: perhaps perhaps you're right maybe yeah
1: perhaps, but you know what <laughs> perhaps I am <laughs>
3: we'll see we'll see <laughs> 2017 is around the corner <laughs> i remember this conversation
1: yeah. yeah, but but I'm I'm but the thing is I'm I'm actually excited to see it because I know this this has been in a pipeline you're not for ages. Excited though,
3: you come on man, you're not excited.
1: No, 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 no. What, what I'm trying to say is that I, I've it's been, this film has been in a pipeline for ages, and the reason why one of the reasons why I'm excited is because you look at people like The Rock or even somebody like Kevin Hart, and you look, at, and I remember seeing an interview with Kevin Hart. And he was going through a list of films that he was making, and, or a list of films that he's made, or you know, just you know. And he was saying that, listen, all of this has been predetermined. Like I've been coming to people with these projects, and this is all stuff that's been going ahead. So this whole thing of like Baywatch coming along, I've always been. I'm excited to see how they're going to deal with it, with with it. You know, with this with this well known TV show because they're obviously going to maybe try and change it into a franchise. I'm excited to see how they're going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to lie, Baywatch this
3: franchise, is... you actually want that to be a thing.
1: Why, why listen if they make a funny film and they can continue making a funny film about lifeguards that go and save people why not why not what because why because it's set about why because it's set about lifeguards the main no because it's that, rinse and repeat what do you mean the thing is anything can be rinse and repeat as long as it works and it, and it does the job what can you offer new to that concept you can't offer okay listen you. okay okay listen let me break something down to you yeah porn is rinse and repeat, oh, yeah. Born <laughs> is rinse and repeat, literally, yeah? <laughs> and it gets the job done. Right? So so what I'm trying to say is I understand what you're saying about the whole thing and, and I see that you're giving an answer because you're not a fan of it. But if it can get the job done, like literally, like give me two seconds. Okay. There you go. Um. Yeah. You have to lie down. Sorry. You have to lie down, though. Lie down, please. Lie down into bed.
3: are Those
0: instructions for us.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think so. Listeners, <laughs> yeah. get, get tuck yourselves in, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Lie down and get into bed. The
1: bedtime story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. So as yes, as I said, yeah. So I was, I was, yeah. Because yeah, it's it's about to get real. It's about to get real now. Um. No. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that the thing is if they can do the first one and they, and it, and it and it's funny and it's action packed and it and it works and they can make a second one and they can make a third one then why not that that's that's, that's my main point that, that's the thing like if like you know if they make the first one and it's a dud yeah then you are like okay cool and then they make a second one and and that's just as bad then you know then you can start run then you can start you know flying off the handle they are making films like transformers like we just mentioned that's, that that film is five films deep in five films deep. So come it's on. It's about as shallow as a photo Exactly. So, you know, so, so at least, the, from what I can gather, at least from what, from what we've been given by Baywatch, at least we know what we're, get, what we're, get, what we're getting given, you know? So I can't knock it for that. So that's the reason why like, I'm, I'm interested yeah. to, or excited to see where they're going to go. It'll be, you know, hmm. it'll be something different.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not excited for it. I can't say I'm excited, hmm. but certainly um, from the teaser trailer that we've got, you know, The Rock is... It looks to be on top form, his usual charming self. Zac Zac Efron, as you said, Rich is somebody who's very underrated and and flies under the radar quite a lot. Um, I think he's actually got the potential to be a really great actor. Mm. Um, And I've been impressed with a a lot of his comedy work and a lot of the things he's done. Um, So, yeah, you know, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'll check it out. It looks like a, a dumb, you know, Friday night comedy, which... I guess I'm kind of fine with on a level if mm. it's funny so you know and there were parts of the trailer that did make me laugh I, I can't lie you know the, the gag at the end with um, you people um, in the police section um, with the black policeman that that actually kind of made me laugh so yeah. I was like okay you know what I'll, I'll give it a try I'll give it a try we'll see but um, yeah I'm, I'm willing to, to recommend that uh, Alvin I take, <laughs> take it that's going to be a no <laughs> for <funny>. you <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> All right, cool. And then Rich, you're happy to recommend it, aren't you? So,
1: Oh yeah, of course, of course definitely.
0: Yeah. Alright, cool. Well, listeners, we say keep an eye out on Baywatch, the reboot. Alright, um, guys, did I miss any other big trailers this week? Because I, I think they're the only ones i got on my list. So. I mean, for uh, no. movies anyway. I don't like, think so. Um, yeah, yeah,
2: you're done.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was pretty much it, wasn't it? Alright, cool. Well, let's move on because there are more trailers. To discuss as well. Um, It's actually been a big week uh, for video games this week and we've had um, two really big trailers come out this week. Well, one that is super massive one that's that's very, very intriguing and one which looks like um, quite an interesting sort of nostalgia. Um, fix. So, uh, first of all, we'll talk about the trader for The Last of Us Two. Um, now, you guys, did you get the chance to see this? Yep, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that trader was mind blowing as a demonstration of what um, you know the technology in, in gaming can currently do. Um, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. Like the the you know the texture work they've done to to the skin of the characters in the game and, it, and atmosphere which it looks like they've you know they've captured exactly the same atmosphere that the original game had um and the you know the the, the kind of vibe that that game had as well um it looks like they've done a brilliant job porting that over to this one and, and bear in mind this is just a teaser trailer as well so we don't even know what the completed gameplay looks like or anything as says yeah um, but I was blown away by. It. I really was. Um, Alf, what did you think of uh,
3: Last of Us <clears> Two? <throat> well, I'm someone who's only played like um, the kind of the, the opening bit of the first game. But if there's one thing that's for certain, Naughty Dog. Like I don't know if you've seen The Incredibles uh, on like mm-hmm. DVD and the extras in the yeah. making of. There's a saying at Pixar uh, which they have I think on the wall somewhere, uh, and I think it's a saying that he came up with. Uh, I think during the making of Incredibles, uh, which was uh, all of the buffalo, I think it was, meaning that they use everything they can to kind of tell the story. And I think Naughty Dog are fucking wicked at, at doing that, uh, literally using everything they can to kind of tell the story and portray the characters in a certain way and whatnot to have their games be, like, shit hot. So I, can t- I totally get, even though we didn't see any gameplay and we just saw the characters of uh, Ellie and Joel, I, I can totally get as to why people are excited for it because they kind of know what they're going to get from the gameplay anyway. I think The Last of Us is more than anything else because the gameplay is going to be more than competent. So yeah. I, I totally get it, and I totally understand why. Everyone who attended and obviously saw the trailer uh, during a PlayStation experience is hyped up for it. It's, I, I think it's justified. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't even own a PlayStation. I'm an Xbox
0: guy and PC guy, so... Hmm. Yeah, definitely, man. It's it's, it's looking to be one to watch for for sure. Um, As you said, Naughty Dog are are really kind of showing themselves to be like one of the few studios out there that gamers can really trust to deliver a consistent gaming experience every single time, Um, which is impressive considering, you know, Mm how many other studios have fallen off quite badly over the, the past couple of years with, with some of the stuff they've done. So, yeah, it's really, really interesting um, to me. Rich, did you see the teaser at all?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely, definitely saw the teaser. Yep. Um, I made, made, made a point of it the minute I heard of it. Mm. Um, same thing, loved it. I think, like, you know, like like, like, you know, like both of you said, especially you, Alvin, um, Naughty Dog, I think they're basically like the the Spielberg and Scorseses and Ford the <laughs> of like of like the game the game world right now um and the thing is I think I remember like seeing documentaries on you know when they're making other games like the Uncharted games and and the Last of us the amount of effort that's put into these games I think it puts shame to some of the people that make films or call themselves directors mm. yeah, like, and, like, and I said it wholeheartedly because i I'll, I'll look at a game like you know. Like, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, it's some, it might be somewhat easier in certain aspects for a game as it is compared to making a film where you can, like, you know, to certainly make this, this landscape and things like that. But when you, put, let's say, for example, you can just take, you know, the voice acting and the motion capture of, let's say, like, Nolan North. That's perfect. Perfect. Like, like you, can't, you can't fault it. Um, I, have, I haven't even actually played The Last of Us. I've only played, like, a, I think, like, the first half hour or, like, the, just got past the intro. And I, and I was sold on that. So I mean, even just seeing this trailer is the same. It, it felt the same way like when I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you become so invested in these characters, which is something which they which Naughty Dog do so well. But I just watched the trailer and I was like, "Hey, there's Ellie and there's Joel." Yeah, like uh, okay, what, what am I gonna get my bag and we're all gonna go together? Yeah, just just let me know, and then <laughs> then, then we're done. <laughs> like I felt like that. It felt like just seeing you know old friends, yeah. and um. And yeah, I, I really can't wait for that. And I, I And I, I can say this hand on heart. If anybody doesn't agree with, with any of us on this Last of Us two trailer, or in any of the games that Naughty Dog um, have have you know have put out so far, throw a comment down below, and then we, we can have a debate. We'll have a debate about, and you, you, can, you know we can debate about this all day as the reason why you think any any different. But um, I can give it like a, a big thumbs up as you know, for, for everyone else to keep an eye out for it. And and basically go and buy a PlayStation 4 specifically to go and get this game and to get the first game and to get then try the games. Sony, mm. you owe me money, because I just did a, big, <laughs> did a big advert for you man.
0: Careful bro, careful. The internet doesn't like that kind of thing, you know. they might, start, they might turn around and start saying you're a Sony shill and you've been yeah. paid off. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear it echoing when Richard's speaking, that's because he's speaking from his mansion that Sony have paid for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, I totally echo everything you said, Rich. Um, Yeah, Last of Us 2. If you're a gamer um, of any description, you should be interested in Last of Us 2. I'm pretty sure it will be across PC format format. it, it it's it's going to be cross platform right i don't think that's a ps4 well the last of us two? no ps4 no,
1: that's, that's, that's 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 ps4 exclusive that's Oh
0: it's is exclusive isn't it cool <laughs> i didn't even realize that i actually thought that it was um available cross platform oh no nah, yeah. no nah, nah, not even clever, clever very clever sony very clever mm. <laughs> Yeah, well, a few people might be going out and buying the PS4 Pro then next year, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah you listen, with, with, with exclusives like that and the Uncharted series, you know the head of Sony is basically sitting in an <laughs> underground base, which is underneath like a volcano with a bald head stroking a white cat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: with a scar underneath his eyes. With a scar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Ruffer, ruffer. Well, yeah, cool, man. I mean, you also mentioned, Richard, the um, Uncharted uh, game. I didn't get to see the gameplay footage for this. I know they've released, um, I think, about eight minutes on, online or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but how's that looking, guys? Is that looking good as well?
1: <sighs> like, you know, like, like we just mentioned, like, literally a couple of minutes ago, Naughty Dog, Don't, they, <laughs> they, they can't put a foot wrong until they put that foot wrong. And I can't see them putting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I genuinely can't. Like, like they're they they're were, a they were firm. It's not broke, don't fix it. But you know what? How can we make it better? So stick so stick to the original stick to original format. So for example, you can have like a Nintendo. Like okay, N- N- Nintendo are known for making you know for making games, and then you, you had the NES, and then they were like, okay well listen we're going to make a, a stronger machine, but we're still going to stick to the manifesto of what we do, which is make great games and they come out of the Super Nintendo and then they come out of the n64 and then they come out with the Gamecube I mean, so to speak, some of those machines aren't as great, but they're, they're, their thing is that they're always striving to be better, and that's the thing with Dog, and this is what you get with with you know with with the trailer for Uncharted it is somewhat the same thing but for some unknown reason it just feels different and you just can't wait to go and you know to, to touch upon it is that is the way how they portray these characters on the screen that makes you fall in love with them so this I mean so unless you guys don't mind I'm unless just gonna go I'm gonna go rampant on this trailer so alright since you guys haven't said anything. So basically this trailer, the, the <laughs> setting, the, setting, <laughs> like, the like, setting. Like you were going to wait for an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I mean, number one, that the setting for this game is completely different. It seems to be setting like, what, Alvin, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, like like Afghanistan, maybe? Yes, no, like, well, somewhere or, in the
3: Middle East, like kind of somewhere, like. Somewhere um, in the
1: Middle East, yeah. Maybe
3: like Iran so, Syria um, or something like
1: that. Yeah, but I mean, ju- just that change of setting alone, is, is just amazing and then and then you're also playing a female so it's one of those things where it's like ah, oh, you know like they, they've made these subtle changes but it doesn't matter you, you still can't wait to once again like fully immerse yourself in this in this uncharted universe it doesn't matter whether you're playing like nathan drake or you know you're playing um uh his brother like as you know if you played uncharted 4 and that and that's the thing about naughty dog when it comes to making all these games I remember seeing another interview with the guys when they were making it, and they were saying that they'd have a rough idea of like certain scenes that they know would be cool in particular games, but their first thing that they always did was say, "Okay, listen, let's think up." this One person would think up a story, and another person would think up a character. So they've always maintained that the story is, you know, the main thing that they're going to push, and everything else they can add in afterwards. Which I have to, which I have to add is um, basically, which sounds like the complete opposite to how Michael Bay. <laughs> works the film director, pretty bad. <laughs> you know, and 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 that's and that's the point I was making earlier on about you know this uh, like a company like Naughty Dog puts certain film studios or certain film directors to, to want to shame completely, you know, for people that you know that he said they went to university and studied to make this and then get and then get paid this amount of money to make this film and all they do is blow shit up. Oh come on, man, like, like don't, don't don't insult my intelligence, mm. but um. But, yeah, that, that's that's how I felt about the Encharted um, trailer.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, it it's definitely one that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of. I mean, uh, I still haven't even finished playing the third one yet, so I've got to finish. That. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm way <laughs> behind. Way behind. So, yeah, I need to finish playing the third one. But, um, yeah, the Enchanted series is... is uh, pretty solid series i mean there's nothing really that i can add that you haven't already said richard so um mm. yeah i think listeners definitely check out that um, gameplay training it should be out on youtube now so um yeah. check that out if you're interested have a look so we'll move on to uh marvel vs. capcom infinite um now this one is is kind of a throwback for me because i used to love the original uh, marvel vs. capcom game the very very first one the arcade version um and over the years, I kind of haven't really followed the other ones. Um, I know there have been more since then. Uh, that have come out on the PlayStation, on Xbox, and on PC as well. Um, but I never really followed them. But this trailer came out on Marvel's official website the other day. And I was like, you know what? I actually kind of like this. It's, um, it's cool. It's, it's got that kind of retro feel to it, that kind of arcade feel to it um, within the, the cinematic that they showed. And um, they've introduced Captain Marvel as a playable character as well, um, which is pretty outstanding. Um, Guys, did you see this trailer at all, the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite?
3: Yeah, I saw it. it, I've not played fighting games in a long time, but I can see as to why people... It's been a long time coming, so I can see as to why people are excited for it. But what what I was thinking about earlier today actually is... Are there certain characters that we're not going to see because of what's going on in Marvel? Uh, are we mm. going to see Inhumans over any X Men? You know what I mean? Are the Fantastic Four going to be missing? <laughs> Probably. You know I mean? <laughs> if, if, if they are, if you've got, if you normally you'd have Mr. Fantastic, right? So, mm. say for example, what, are they going to go with Kamala Khan instead because she has stretchy powers? Mm. You know mm. what I mean? And stuff like that. So, I, I, I want to know as to what the Marvel roster is. And I want to mm. know as to whether they, they want to ha- kind of have it more be a bit, a bit like the movies you know what i mean and have like kind of things that are familiar from the films or as to whether they are going to go 100 percent comic that's what i mm, want to know yeah. so well we won't we won't find that out until like what's 2017 but that's what i want to really yeah. know about it and uh, luckily this one's also this one's coming now this is multi-plat so pc
0: xbox and um and ps4 which yeah, is yeah. uh which is good yeah, everybody will be able to enjoy this one, which is good. Um, yeah, in terms of the characters, I I, I couldn't see anything that, amongst what I was reading online. So um, I'm assuming they haven't r- revealed the official rosters yet. But um, in terms of the Marvel roster, I mean, because it's huge, potentially, like it dwarfs um, what Capcom would have available. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they're probably going to stick to characters that they feel... Um, Spider-Man totally going to be in there, okay? right? I would have thought so, yeah. Yeah, I would be surprised. I mean, he's been in pretty much every one, um, every game they've done so far. Um, so, yeah, I'd be surprised if, if Spider-Man isn't in there in some way, shape or form, especially with a movie coming out as well. So, yeah, I would um, I would expect to see that. Um, Richard, sorry, I yeah almost completely glossed over you there, bro. Um, sorry, did you see the trailer at all?
1: Yeah, I saw the trailer. Uh, I found it exciting. Um, I don't think I'm I'm along the same lines of both of for you guys. I really haven't played uh a two player fighting game in years. Not since I had to pump coins into the actual machine <laughs> in like you know, like the local gambling shops and stuff like that. Um Am I excited to see it? I'm excited to see what characters they're gonna unveil. Uh and it's the type of game that I think I would download as a demo and then or maybe if it feels at like my friend's house, you know, maybe just play it, you know, have it on in the background and then play it Stays on while we're just, you know, just chilling and stuff, but it's not the type of game that I would actually actively go out and buy, even though I'm I'm a Marvel fan, and I am a Capcom fan as well. Um, so in that respect, I mean, like, I'm excited to see it, but just because I want to know what they're going to unveil, but if it's the type of game that I would buy, I, I don't think so. I think now the, all these two-player fighting games, I mean, they're still guaranteed to make money, but as a particular type of player, gamer now, that just plays that game. Like, I know, I know people that just played you know th- these two player fighting games and they don't play anything else and, you know, this is all they do they just go there and they just practice their stuff like uh like ade you know you know ade ade loves those games if he, ade hasn't really played any other kind of computer game in a long time but if you ask him if he played street Fighter, he would probably say yeah this morning before i went to work <laughs> you know like you know, or, you know or something crazy like that mm-hmm. so um and i'm definitely interested to see what they're gonna unveil uh but but that's about where you know where the excitement stops for me unfortunately
0: cool cool sorry listeners i should just say ade is a friend of ours um just in case you're wondering who ade was that richard just mentioned that's not his alter ego that's uh,
2: yeah
1: yeah he's not my alter ego true. it's not just some random you know african <laughs> name that we just just forgot to that, like. <laughs> yeah because
0: there's <laughs> we should probably explain that otherwise people are like what who's ade <laughs> like, <laughs> cool cool fair enough that's all good um i will cautiously welcome this trailer and recommend it to you guys the listeners as well um so again this is out on youtube so if you're curious you can go and check it out just search for marvel versus capcom infinite um and as i said i believe it's on uh, marvel's official website as well okay so we're going to get to uh another game now which is has been highly anticipated for a while um alvin has done an actual reaction video to this on his youtube channel so um we'll make sure to link to that on our channel so you can watch his reaction to it as well but the game is death stranding which is uh, the first game from hideo kojima um, anybody who's a gamer will know that name um because kojima has well produced some absolute classic games uh, over the years Um, But, Alvin, I'm going to pass the mic to you, man. So um, I I know you've done your reaction video, so you don't have to necessarily repeat what you've said there, but um, just give an overview for the listeners of what Death Stranding is kind of about and why gamers are so pumped for it. Well,
3: nobody knows what the fuck it is about, but it does have some cool imagery, and the trailers for it have had things in there that do look interesting. You've got big actors in there like Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen as well. Um, and I mean, the, the graphics look great because they are the in engine graphics, but we've seen fuck all gameplay. So I understand as to why people are hyped up because it's Kojima and, you know, we're, we're all familiar with what, with what he's done and what he's done for gaming, but we've not, we're not really seeing anything. We don't know anything. We don't know what the story is. There's only theories about as to what the story is or what the story could be about. And, and I get why people are hyped up for it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, calm it down a little bit because we ain't seen shit yet. When we see shit, then we can get excited because it's not like a movie trailer, for example, where it normally does pretty much accurately represent as to what the final product is going to be like. Whereas this are just little kind of short movies, the gameplay, at all that we'll be seeing in the game. So at least wait until that point before you start popping your champagne corks.
0: Mhm. True, true, true. I mean, yeah, that's that's fair enough I suppose. But then I guess people are excited because they said it's Hideo Kojima. Yeah, so, but not like, <laughs> I, I mean, I get that, but at the hmm. same time just like No, just but so. everybody, yeah, everybody's capable of making a dud at the end of the day. It can happen. So, you know, yeah. we 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 there, as you said there's just so much that's unknown about this um game itself in terms of uh the gameplay, in terms of the, the you know, the dynamics or anything like that. We we don't know anything. Um, so we're all kind of just waited, waiting with bated breath um, And going off of the, the images of the trailer Which, as you said, are, are pretty stunning um, Rich, did you have any thoughts on Death Stranding?
1: Yeah, Death Stranding I mean, I'm excited to see it I, can, I, I understand why everyone else is excited to see it um, And I think the word for today is going to be consistency I'm not going to try and spell it Because it's a bit of a long word And I don't want to spell it long live on air <laughs> uh, wrong live on air, yeah. Now, the thing is, I understand why everyone's excited because you need to take into account Alvin. Like, me and you were probably Kojima fans, but then there's p- the people out there who were doing standing ovations and going crazy. Oh, you know, Kojima fans,
3: yeah, yeah, I know, I know uh, yeah. Like, but you know, even even and, in saying that though, Metal Gear Solid at times is a little bit convoluted. Like, the whole story of the whole thing is fucking nuts, but anyway, go on,
1: yeah. But yeah, but the thing is, but you need to take into account as well. The like Kojima is basically what I was saying about Naughty Dog. He's able to. He's bu- he's built this universe over yeah. X amount of time, so I can see why they're being excited because, like you know, he's he's been consistent. Like no one can you know hit a home run every single time, but then as long as you're still and as long as you're still hitting that ball, you're not being struck out. You know, then you, you know, then then then, that's, then you're, doing, you're doing pretty good in your career. So I mean, what he's pulled off or what he's managed to do with the whole Metal Gear Solid franchise in itself, it, I mean, well, I mean, in itself, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, if he, and if you consider it, like, he's kind of been the person behind the whole thing. He's had he's had the helping hands, I'm sure, with you know parts of the script and stuff like that. But the story, from what we know, is it, from him. That's that's pretty that's pretty goddamn amazing. So I think I think is more that the, the main reason why people are super excited is because they were just kind of like afraid that well, listen, he's been got you know Konami have got rid of him. You know, mm, yeah, what's yeah. he going to be able to do? And so like it's almost like and take it to account, like you know, Kojima's considered like one of the gaming messiahs. Mm. So this so, so you know, they've probably been waiting outside his, you know, his his castle his temple, saying like, oh no, he's gone for that thousand year sleep. And people are saying, Well, what well, effort? I'm not gonna leave until he comes back out of a new game. And then all of a sudden, you know, he, he, the gate opens and he and he comes walking out and he's like, you know, my you know, my followers, this is what I have for you. Anybody's gonna be bloody excited for that. Um, but it's also a bit so of a tease
3: I, though, because we there's not even a release date. Mm. We're we're yeah. we're at the very beginnings of the making of this game. Mm. Like yeah. they, they're talking about, like there's a um, oh, what you call it, like a little conference thing. It was like about forty minutes to an hour where they're talking about the yeah. game engine. That's all they talk about. They're talking about the game engine yeah. and that, and how they worked with gorilla yeah. who were doing um, Horizon Zero Dawn. But but this yeah. it's like a tease. It's like a, a long tease. Like, how how, yeah. mu- how much longer are you going to tease? Is, is every, like, major gaming event going to have a Death Stranding trailer and the game's not going to come out until 2020? What's, the, what's yeah. the point in teasing people like that? That's not fair.
1: Okay, well, I'll, I'll break it down for you like this, all right? So you've got the whole thing of, like, everything's a tease, everything's a tease, and I'm going to use the words again, consistency. So he'll so so <laughs> so so he he so like so he'll use a trait, like, you know, this isn't the first time he's done this. And then it wouldn't be the first, well, I mean, the thing is, if you are talking about the actual game itself, we don't know. We know nothing. But from what he's produced from this trailer alone, that, that's enough to go off.
3: I know, I, I know. But, but yeah. literally so, getting fanboy crazy over it. You can he, be justified because you like his games and you, know, I mean, you like the content that he's put out. That's fine if you're excited for it for those reasons. But if you're excited just for those graphics that you've seen and you've not seen any of the gameplay and you just think it's going to be awesome just because you've seen that, that trailer, uh, that I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't fathom that.
0: Well, I think Mm. he he just is the the type of character that inspires a a cult-like following, um, as Mm. as Richard said, because of um, his consistency and his track Mm. record. Um, So, you know, he he does kind of inspire that. It's almost like, um, you know, what's the the best equivalent? I I guess like in a movie equivalent, if you put it as, say maybe like someone like Terence Malick, who is... um, you know, within film circles is is revered. Um, as a god of cinema, outside of that kind of circle, he, he probably doesn't really have that much reach, and there's probably some people listening who've probably never even heard of Terrence Malick before. But, you know, within film circles, he, he doesn't work very often, and when he does produce something, um, you know, a trailer for it is generally very abstract. It won't give you any detail about the film at all or anything like that. Um, and yet it generates such huge buzz because of the fact that consistently when he produces these um, films every so often, there's something that people are left talking about, whether they're good or they're bad or, or they're indifferent. They're, you know, they're dissected over and over again. Um, all right. and I think let, with let me, Kojima... Let me put he... it a
3: different way, though. Let me put it a different way. Okay, all right. I don't want to see a No Man's Sky 2 situation. Hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah, no, no, no no, no, definitely. I got Nobody wants to see that. To max, yeah. And then the game came out and everyone was like, this is actually not as great as we were promised. That's the oh, kind true. of situation that I wouldn't want to see because everyone's expectations were so fucking high. That yeah. game was going to change the world, No Man's Sky, and then next thing you know, everyone was just like, yo, this, is, this isn't even average. You're doing the same thing. You're mining, collecting, selling, trading, next and doing the same thing again. You know what I mean? I'd hate for... Death Stranding to have the same kind of thing where everyone's like, oh my god, this game's gonna suck me off, and then when it mm. doesn't, everyone's angry about it. That's what I, I th- it's, it's less about whether he, the game that he puts out is good or not, and our expectations being mm. too high because yeah. of those wicked trailers. Mm. Mm.
1: True, but, but but like I said, but then it still comes down to the thing of like the reason why everybody can yeah. no, 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 say no. is it's the whole thing.
3: Yeah, no, no,
1: yeah, no, definitely, but at the same time, you know. <sighs> You need to take into account. This is the guy that created the Metal Gear Solid universe. That's like, like Metal Gear Solid, like universe. Like, is a whole universe that it has its own. It has its own encyclopedia. So you know. So like I said. So when you come down to these to, to the fan boys, not us. I mean, we're fans of Kojima, but to the fan boys, who you know, who are probably at some point said, "Well, listen, like." You know, is this guy ever, is this guy ever gonna release anything ever again? And if he is, what's he gonna do? Because he's not allowed to use the use the thing. Give me two seconds. Luca. No, not that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, so that type of thing. So, you know, you, you can see you can see what I excited. I mean, like now now that I've seen the trailer, my in my spare time, at you know, at some point, I'm yeah. probably going to begin. Oh, well, let me have a look at some some fan theories about what people think. You know, he's gonna be in it because he he's got some. The thing about Kojima, like I said, he's he's got some pretty decent people, you know, who, who follow him, who, who know his work, who in the in the yeah. film industry. So, like I said, he's got Norman Reedus, he's got Matt Mickelson, he's got called de Toro in it. Mm. Um, well, there was another guy who was who, who was working on some drive. What did I say?
0: Yeah, Nicholas drive as Nicholas, well, Nicholas he... Ruffin, no, I think his name is right.
3: Yeah, was oh, Ruffin
1: yeah. in, involved in this as well?
0: No, but he
3: he. No, I think he's, he's the one that put him in. Um, Deltaro in contact together in the first place or something yeah. like that. No, yeah. oh, Norman yeah. Reedus or something. Or well, yeah. I don't know. But I, well, I, I can, think if you Norman watch readers. the um, if you watch the convention, like PlayStation yeah. Experience, Death Stranding, you'll probably find it on YouTube. Yeah, he mentions him at some point in regards to tweets, and I think it was maybe getting Mads involved, perhaps. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, no,
1: yeah, no yeah, probably it's Mads. Probably Mads McQuillan. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
0: because yeah,
3: they're yeah, friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, because they're friends. Because I mean, like, I mean, this this is the first time that let's say, like, um well, we, direct,
0: guys, we need to. Um, we need to on, you know, yeah, because we've spent a lot of time on, on- <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay,
1: okay, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to wrap okay, this right. up. So
0: Richard, just add some final thoughts. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, just add some final thoughts, mate.
1: Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Like I said, no, no. I definitely see the points that you're, that you're making, Alvin. But um, like I said, we're, we're just fanboys as opposed to the fan boys of Kojima. So um, I suppose it's just gonna be like you know, like anything you know, that that's, has a teaser trailer or trailer and hasn't had anything come out for it yet. Um, we're just going to have to patiently sit with bated breath and just hope that he doesn't release anything rubbish.
0: Yep, agreed. Agreed. Agreed very much. Um, well, to wrap up the gaming se- segment, uh, Richard, you've been playing Final Fantasy XV this week. Oh, yeah. Um, the big release. Yeah. Uh, how have you been finding the game, just briefly, and has it been fun? Has there been anything that's um, captured your imagination about this particular version? Um, or would you recommend it?
1: Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. Is it the type of game that, was it worth the 10-year wait? Um, yes and no, because I think that what they've done story-wise, I mean, I haven't got that far in, but what they've done story-wise is that they've taken it back, like, once again, to the essence of what the Final Fantasy games were, were good at doing which is about creating this universe and having you, you know, be friends of these characters, you know, but you know this way before they started bringing in sequels and trying to continue stories of particular characters. And, um, and I mean, just the first 15 minutes of playing the game and I was stoked. Like there's a bit, I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to talk too long about it, but there's a bit where, you know, you meet the characters and the banter between them. You almost feel like you're like, you're there, the way the camera angles of those cutscenes, And then you have to end up pushing a car. And you you actually have to press one of the buttons to push the car, and then there's a you know back and forth between the people talking, and then Final Fantasy 15 appears ap- across the top of the screen, and you hear uh, a rendition of Benny King's Stand By Me, and I was just like, yeah, I'm one I'm one of the boys. <laughs> like I was, I was I was sold. I was sold, man. Like you know like 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 they're saying that this is meant to be this is meant to be the equivalent of like a a road movie for the boys, and so far it, it generally has felt like that. Like you know I. I can't actually fault the game in itself right now, apart from like niggling things. Let's say, like maybe sometimes faulty controls and particular, particular, um, particular battles and stuff like that. But the story, rise, so the story, the story so far, yeah, I can't fault it, and it's generally kept me happy.
0: Cool, cool. Good, good. And you'd recommend it to other people to try out, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely recommend it. And like I said, I, I give a big shout-out to my boy St. George for for me that game and while he's con- while he's uh, currently playing another one, which I can't remember, so I can't even shout that out. Cool.
0: Cool, man. Um, Al, have you ever been a fan of Final Fantasy franchise? Did you? No, nah,
3: the only Final Fantasy you've played is, uh, I think, 4 on the DS Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going to get some of the other ones that they did for the DS, which have now released on mobile. Uh, I played like about five hours of seven. Uh, and that's about it, really, with me and Final Fantasy. I, f- I like the turn-based strategy kind of element that they used to have before they just turned into uh, that weirdness. But it turns out turn-based fighting game, for fighting in RPGs, nobody likes anymore, apparently. So I'm so kind of good. that's gone.
0: hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just—it is a shame, but then I guess that's the way it goes, isn't it? People, people's tastes change, man. Things move on. So let's move on ourselves <laughs> on to TV. Um, quickly, we're we're going to touch upon um, the big DC TV crossover event for the CW shows, um, Heroes versus Aliens. Um, I've not seen anything about this At all um, Because I've been watching Supergirl Mainly recently okay. Yes I've been watching Supergirl but <laughs> I don't care <laughs> I love that show and I don't give a shit What nobody says But um, obviously in away, way I've missed a, a couple of episodes So I need to kind of catch up and stuff But um, Alvin I know you kind of have one eye On events so to speak um, How is that shaping up?
3: uh yeah monsters v aliens yeah i tell you mm. now the, the the supergirl episode you don't actually need to see that was kind of a conjugate it's a what supergirl to increase its ratings probably because what happens at the end of supergirl um well obviously it's flash connected and you see the well, the last scene of supergirl is actually in the flash so you don't need to see the supergirl episode really it's technically three episodes with the weakest being the arrow one in the middle longest is it's a toss-up between flash and uh Legends of Tomorrow because the Legends one is where everything comes to a head and it has the most effects and CGI in it and whatnot. And it very much reminds you of an Avengers movie just because they constantly do that thing where they pan around and you see everyone fighting and various different things and team ups and all this kind of crap so, so that's, it was alright, I, I thought it was pretty decent and you know it was a hard task to get all the characters in my only negative would be that sometimes certain characters would just disappear and there'd be no explanation about where they went or where they were and then they will just come back later on when they were needed, and then that was it. But that's what happens when you
0: juggle in about fifteen characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always difficult, isn't it, when you've got that many characters on there. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, it it sounds kind of interesting. But said, I'm I'm way behind, so I I need to catch up on all of that. But um, yeah, definitely, listeners, check out Heroes versus Aliens, the DC TV crossover event. It's funny you should mention, Alvin, that um, the Arrow one was, in your opinion, the weakest because. On social media, that seemed to be the one everybody was raving about.
3: Yeah, I I I didn't get that. I was just kind of like, not to spoil it or anything, but it was... No, actually, no, I won't say anything, no. (laughs)
1: No, 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 say it, say it. it. Anybody anybody who's listening uh, and they haven't seen it, uh, you've know, you got the count of five to copy it here, starting from now. Five, four, three, two, one. Ivan, let it roll.
3: Okay, so I'm going to go a bit old school like you normally... Lydia Richard, and just pretty much say, yo, it's Dallas, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's Who Shot, JR kind of thing. You know how it all turned out to be a dream? Well, the way freaking, like, the way... What happens at the end of The Flash, yeah? Pretty much they're in a freaking, like, computer that's giving them, like, a bullshit fantasy version of, like, their lives and that. And I was just... I don't like it. It's a dream episode. It's bullshit. It's like, yeah. why? It's so fucking lazy. I get it. It's interesting seeing an alternate version of what these characters could have been like if everything worked out fucking happily and yada, yada, yada. But it's played out... It's fucking lazy. You only did that so you could just focus on the Arrow characters for the Arrow episode. You know what I mean? Whereas the other two episodes was about everybody. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. this middle one, it just went, oh, let's just focus on the Arrow characters. And also, let's not spend a lot of money uh, and make sure that a majority of the episode is in camera and real world shit. That's what it seemed like to me. So I didn't think it was that fly like everybody else. I thought it was a bit a bit lazy because I just switched off because I know it was going to happen anyway. I was like, you're going to break out this fucking dream and then you going to be on a spaceship. And I saw it happen. I saw it. I'm fucking psychic.
0: Yeah, I've never really been a fan of that kind of dream. Oh, it was all a dream. Type it's just so lazy. It's, um, yeah, it's a bit of a cop out to me, really. Um, so, yeah, I think I might skip that then after you've said that. All right, cool. Um, and Richard, you watched the Westworld finale, right? Oh, God, that was something. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, Westworld.
0: Yeah, listeners, I'm, yeah, I'm way behind on Westworld, so I'm going to let um, Richard summarise his thoughts on the finale, and then Alvin, you can jump in as oh, well. Sweet. So, um, uh, you go. know
1: what? No, I'm, Alvin, let's let's go in together, man. Let's let's hold okay. each other's hand and just jump in a deep end, man. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh, uh, I can't swim, but I'm prepared to take the plunge, man. <laughs> but um, it it was just like uh, for for TV. Okay, I'm going to break down the t- for anybody who hasn't seen Westworld the TV show as of yet, it's it's an amazing it's an amazingly written show. Um, that's number one. Number two, it's probably the best written show out there as well. There's you got some people like. You know, right now you've probably got top three, so it's probably going to toss up between The Walking Dead, uh, Westworld, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, Game, the, and Game, and of, Game of, of Thrones, that. right? <laughs> I, had kiss, I had someone kiss their teeth that back was in the day. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. Take the Walking Dead, that and, um, list. But
0: yeah,
2: go on. And,
1: um, and the thing is, like, if you're talking about a, a well written and well acted show, then Westworld ticks those boxes 100% for me. And I generally do believe, as much as I enjoy Game of Thrones, you know, and I put it in inverted commas, it's it's just something that I'm, in, I'm that you know that I enjoy now because I'm invested in. It doesn't make me think. He's got a couple of theories here and there, and it's like, okay, cool. Let me let me catch up with it. But um, but the Westworld TV show, and I mean especially this fight, this this finale. Um, I mean I don't know if I don't know if you if you if you knew um if you knew this piece of information, Alvin, but you know that Ed Brubaker wrote a couple of the episodes.
3: No, I didn't know that. No.
1: Yeah, like I'm like literally, I was watching the credits and like I saw his name pop up, and I was like, "That's not that's not any old name that you just find." Like Ed Brubaker, that's a pretty much a you know, not very common name. So I literally just just googled it, and I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I think he wrote like two or three episodes," and it was one of the episodes that had one of the, the the, the super twists in it. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, if anybody's gonna do a super twist, it might as well be fucking Ed Brubaker, right?" Like <laughs> you know, the guy who brought back the Winter Soldier, or the guy who brought back Jim Bucky Barnes, you know. So um, but. Uh, yeah, like, the show's amazing, and this, this final episode, to tell the truth, the reason why I haven't even even started speaking about it yet is because I still need to get my head around it. So, Alvin, that's where I'm going to leave the <laughs> okay. final episode
2: to you.
3: <laughs> episode now, yeah. Because the show's are slow, it's a slow burner, but it's not in a way like it leads up to one thing. There's many things going on at the same time. And the show doesn't treat you like a fucking manga. It treats you like a smart person. You know what I mean? You don't really have to figure anything out. You just need to pay attention. So when you find out something, you know it makes sense because you've been paying attention. Yeah. And there was something that they did in this final episode, like halfway through, <laughs> where somebody says something, and I just it just triggered a thought in my mind, and I went, nah,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Like that. <laughs> right, yeah. and then like you know the story progresses and then you just go holy shit this show is fucking wicked and it's smart as fuck and i'm glad that like i'm glad that i found it interesting and it's it's it fucking god it's like there's just it's just too good they just wrote it too good from the beginning they knew what they were doing from the start it's not one of these shows where they, they decided to go, like, change it halfway through or whatever or they didn't really know. It's like this is set up from the beginning to be a specific way and it carries it out and it reaches a crescendo and there's just wicked things in there and man, it's just done so fucking well that I totally get why it's not coming back until 2018. I totally get as to why freaking they're taking so long to do the next series because it was a hard show to make in the first place anyway. And normally I'd be pissed off if a show was taking a year break before it came back. But yeah. with this, I want them to have the same kind of storytelling for them to go in deep the way they do constantly and just for it to be fucking a wicked second season. And I can't wait what they're going to do next to, to kind of to keep it interesting because I don't think whatever they are going to do is going to be generic, which I am. Yeah, yeah. Definitely watch it if you're not seeing it. You've got to watch it. It, for some it. For some, it will be boring, but the payoff is brilliant.
0: Yeah, Cool, cool Well yeah, that's definitely one I'm going to be Catching up on over Christmas Um, That's been storing up on my DVR So yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching that Cool, alright Well We're going to wrap this up soon But before we do that um, Richard has been watching
1: uh, We're watching what? what? Okay, sorry I cut you off there
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, continue, right. continue, <laughs> sir.
0: Continue. <laughs> it sounded like you just had an attack of Tourette's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard has been watching the movie Ghostbusters this week, um, and you, you actually had an idea for a potential sequel um, yeah. that you wanted to pitch, right? So, yeah. all right, so Alvin. Me and you yeah. are going to be two studio executives at Sony. No,
1: no, wait, 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 wait. This one's going to cut you off. Like, basically, I've, just got the, I've literally just got like just the idea. It still needs to be fleshed out. Yeah,
0: so basically, Listen to our proposal. Hold on a moment. <laughs> Alvin, you and I are two executives at Sony. Mm. That means we don't give a fuck about storyline we don't give a damn about (laughs) we don't give a damn about anything else we just want you to give us a story that we can sell Mm. we're busy hoovering up cocaine at the moment so we have no time for any of the details so richard you have two minutes to give us your pitch for ghostbusters 2 and i'm starting the clock now Go.
1: Okay. Okay. So basically, I'm gonna base the sequel of Ghostbusters two off that throwaway line at the end of the credits. So if anybody stayed behind at the end of the credits of Ghostbusters, the reboot with uh done by Paul Feig, um basically, they're listing out to um you know to other dimensions and they, I think one of the characters basically says, um you know what did you he hear? And she basically goes, oh well, what is what what's Zool? And basically they go, oh they don't know. And then you know then the screen cuts to black. So, basically, what I would say to save this franchise, I'd basically make it um, a multi-dimensional franchise. Basically, I would do it like this. This universe, uh, the reason why they, um, we weren't able to figure out whether it was some form of reboot or whether there was some form of continuation of the original story, which had, um, you know, uh, Bill Murray and everybody in like that, is because it was actually set in another universe that's all connected. So, the cameos by Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and... Um, and the guy who plays Winston, uh, basically, they are our unit... <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy, yeah, <laughs> they, um, Ernie Hudson. They are the pe- they are our versions of the people in another universe who would have been Peter Venkman or Winston Zedmore. So, uh, the main bad villain would be Zool, and what he's doing is basically trying to collect all the other Zols from the other dimensions, and is going to try and destroy all the Ghostbusters throughout the universes. So, the sequels will be basically. Uh, all the Ghostbusters in other universes, you know, teaming up together to fight against all. So in the sequel, you'd probably have the, the older ones. So you'd have the Bill Murray, you'd have a, and you have Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, and Dan Aykroyd teaming up with the girls Ghostbusters. And then in another universe, you'd have like a, a an, another casting of the Ghostbusters, somewhat similar to how they've done with the reboot of Star Trek, with you know Chris Pine playing Captain Kirk. And there would be a trilogy where they all basically end up teaming up to fight against all to save the Ghostbusters universe.
0: Well done. Done just inside two minutes.
1: Well, okay,
0: well, executive well, well. Alvin,
2: what are uh, you thinking?
0: Should we write the three hundred million dollar check for this? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, people, this. We, we could just go to, to Heidi Flights and spend that money right now. So <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. what you said about the multiverse thing, that's already been established anyway. Yeah. If you look online, that is actually what it is. It's this what this this first this first new one is set in an alternate universe. Entirely, and so there are other universe, universes, or universe I with Ghostbusters in it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd probably go and see that if it featured the originals more prominently than these new ones, even without seeing the first one. Uh, but would I give money of it? Executive uh, movie producer Alvin, um, I'll give you how much did you say? 300 million?
0: Yeah, let's say we've got 300 mil to spend. That includes marketing and everything else.
3: You know, I'll give you fucking two. Wait, just to do the one film or the trilogy? Obviously, you can't do a trilogy on 300 million. No. No. Okay, we'll do you what? I'll give him 200 million. I'd
0: say we should give 200 million. 200, yeah? Yeah. Alright, 200 and then we keep another 100 for the, the Hookers and Coke. Right yeah, there. of course, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I'm happy to sign off on that. No, it sounds interesting. Um yeah, the multiverse thing. I actually didn't know that when when I watched the um the new Ghostbusters film so listen listen uh, see, see, yeah, see I that thing really that
1: imagine. you said Alvin Alvin you're the only other person who knew that because for someone who, for someone who dislikes the film so much I'm actually surprised you even know that about him <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 I just know all the stuff Al- Alvin's <laughs> a closet oh, fan oh, like, to He's a
0: gentleman me. he's a closet fan he pretends I need to collect,
3: correct to you you, you said that obviously taking down Zool it's not Zool that's the important thing it's Goza but you know I'll let that slide
1: Ah, see that. There you go, man. See, this is the reason why. This is why we need to make the sequels, man. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. Well, well done, Rich, for that pitch. That was um, that was a good one, man. (laughs) All right. Well, listeners, thanks a lot for hanging out with us tonight. Um, Before we go, actually, let me do some shout outs as well because um, as we've been going uh, up to our eleventh podcast, we've uh, managed to gather together a small. But loyal following of people who have been really supportive to us and what we've been doing um, across all social media, and uh, especially with the podcast itself. So let me give a, a few shout outs out. Um, so first of all, let me big up uh, some people from Instagram who have been following us. Um, I want to big up uh, Graceful Viking, uh, Yellow Rage Attacks, uh, Drag Meme, Cream Pogs, um, Paolo Solis from Bolivia who listens to us every week, hello, um, George as well, Richard has shouted him out several times,
1: Goho go go FX,
0: yes, Goho effects. Uh, Leanne, hey there Leanne, um, Dion and Dean as well who've been loyal from day one and have been following us from day one, thank you boys, uh, love the support, keep it coming, um, was there anybody else I missed, Rich?
1: Uh, listeners, uh, is this just, in, is this, are these just IG fans? Just, just or
0: Instagram IG fans? people, yeah.
1: Um, Cheryl Blue?
0: Well, I'm going to get to that, don't worry.
1: Okay, okay, uh, then, then I don't know. Yeah, alright, cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just said that to begin with, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let me um, also give a shout out to um, a few other podcasters as well, because there's a lot of podcasters who've given us some great feedback recently, Um, and some of them uh, actually have some fantastic shows themselves as well. So uh, if you're out there in the market for some new podcasts, then I can heartily recommend these people to you. So first of all, let me uh, big up Jay Del Negro from uh, the By Chance podcast, which is uh, like a storytelling podcast with interviews with different people who kind of tell their own stories. And um, he's managed to get together some really interesting people as well. Um, So if you like listening to kind of sort of social history stories and just, you know, stories about ordinary folks and things that they do, then that's well worth a a follow. Um, A Beardot and a Weirdo talk film. Um, They do movie reviews and debates, and it's usually very funny, so check them out um the boys from two uncool podcasts they're back once again they've gone for a little while but they've upgraded and they're back and better than ever um so make sure you check them out as well glenn and massey big up to them uh just in time podcasts have been supporting us from day one as well um really good podcast actually very very funny podcast um talk about comics movies politics culture Um, They enjoy their dank weed as well. Um, We're going to have to smoke a big one with you sometime. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we will. Um, Two Shots in a Brew podcast have been really keeping me entertained as well over the past couple of weeks. I had a lovely chat on Twitter with uh, Miss L, uh, the Brit Abroad. Um, She's part of the... team but they they've got like a whole group of people they have um, and there's Chris and uh Krista and I've forgotten the host name and I'm so sorry um but that that's a really good podcast so check that out two shots in a brew um broken elevator um fellow londoners as well fellow black guys as well <laughs> hey black people we take it over man um they do film pitches very interesting very funny as well and with a uniquely British point of view, so I've got to big them up. Um, also, want to give a quick shout out to Podcast versus Podcast as well. Uh, the Podcast Brothers have been supporting us as well, so thank you. Um, big shout out to Daisy from Unfolded Nightmares. Her podcast is brilliant as well, especially if you love kind of horror and. Um, You know, true crime stories and things like that. You've got to check that out. It's a really good podcast. Um, Randy from Miserable Retail Slave, which is really funny. Check that out. Uh, Pepper in the Salt Shaker podcast. uh, Open All Powers podcast, another group of Brits as well who talk comic book movies and stuff like that. Really, really good. Um, We got The Jazz, uh, Kedder and Jay, The Critical Dump. Uh, Jake and Tom from the Drunken Dork podcast, and last but by no means least, um, we've got to big up my girl Cheryl Blue um, and Miss Janice Mad News as well from the award-nominated Tea and Biscuits podcast, which has actually been uh, nominated for a Screen Nation Award in the UK. So, Cheryl, big up yourself, man, um, with no Cheryl yeah, yeah, for a yeah. very very long time. Um, you know, and to see that she's doing so well with. Podcasting and that she's actually been nominated for an award is is just amazing and well deserved as well because she's one of the most hardworking people I know in this game. So um, you know, big up to her every time. And it was her birthday the other day as well. So happy birthday to you, Cheryl!
1: Happy birthday, Happy Blade
2: birthday,
0: Happy Blade birthday, Cheryl! Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for us, man. It's been fun. Um, It's been nice to slip back into the podcasting chair after the break. Um, but, yeah, I think that will do it for us, guys. But um, as is Christmas, um, or the run-up to Christmas, I was thinking, you know, maybe we could do a couple more podcasts in before the Christmas break and everybody goes home to see their families and get fat on turkey and drunk on, you know, eggnog and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, we're, we're cool to come back and do another one next week, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I
2: don't
1: Well, what day next week?
0: it's um, a good question we'll talk it out (laughs) we'll talk it out (laughs) we'll let you know this but um if you make sure you follow us on social media then you'll get all the updates you need um we actually now have a facebook page as well i'm still trying to work my way around facebook because i really can't stand it (laughs) anybody knows me knows i can't stand facebook but we've got one so if you have facebook please look for Wulong talks on facebook and like our page um you'll get updates there as to when we're recording next, so um, definitely make sure you, you follow the Facebook page if you want more details about when we're going to be on next. Okay, um, Rich, where can people find you online uh, if they want to have a chat with you?
1: Instagram at richreviews and also for the both of us at Wulong Talks. Uh, obviously, the website www.wulongtalks.com, Twitter for me, Rich Reviews use it and that's not going to change for a little while i don't think until someone tells me off um yeah that's about it
0: yeah someone out there in um Listerland really needs to teach richard to use twitter <laughs> it's, it's kind of embarrassing and he's letting the side down to be honest <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alvin, where can people find you online man you can find me on twitter uh, at big a85gl um yeah, if you do hit me up on twitter tell me you came from um came from the podcast, then I might might just follow you back. Uh, And on Instagram, same again, at biga85gl.
0: Cool. And uh, I operate the Twitter account as well. So please feel free to come and say hi to me. We are at Wulong Talks on Twitter. Um, I haven't been tweeting much as said. My excuse has been I've been away, but I'm back. So I will be rectifying that very soon. Um, So please come and follow us on Twitter. Make sure you like the Facebook page. If you're listening to this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe and share. Um, And if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, please like and share and let your buddies know as well. All right, that's it for us. We're out of here, man. Say goodbye, Alvin. Peace out. Say goodbye, Richard.
1: Live long and prosper. All
0: right, and we're gone. Peace,
2: people.